0: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Droegemeier. And before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Before we get started, we are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and we've been covering the Chargers now for over five seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly, and now this is our third season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys, well, on today's show, we definitely want to give it to you guys because you guys really came through with some voicemails, so we have a ton of voicemails We're going to be getting into today covering a ton of topics. We got Joey and BK. We got Alex from Arizona. We're going to be talking about if Justin Herbert deserves better, if the Chargers can change the theme of this season of blowing late leads, and so much more in our voicemail segment today. But we're going to be starting with Anthony Lynn and Joey Bosa in their press conferences on Wednesday, mostly talking about the injury updates that they were able to give and just what Joey Bosa has been going through these last couple of weeks and how this bye week will definitely help him and many others for the Chargers to get healthy and get right to go down the back stretch of the season. But let's go ahead and get into it. On Wednesday, Los Angeles Chargers head coach Anthony Lind opened up about some of the biggest injuries that occurred during Monday Night Football. This is Daniel Wade joined by David Drogemeyer with your Locked On Chargers lead story. The Chargers have been doomed by injuries all season long, with play with stars like Derwin James and Austin Eckler both on injured reserve, as well as Melvin Ingram and Justin Jones and Drew Tranquil, just to name a few. But last week was no exception, as Casey Hayward Jr., Uchenna Nwosu, and Keenan Allen, most importantly, all had to leave the game. And we heard that Keenan Allen, it was just back spasms. So we knew it really wasn't anything too crucial. But in Anthony Lynn's press conference, he basically talked about all three of those guys. And he really didn't seem to worry about any of them at all.
2: Right, which is great news, Daniel. I mean, those are all very pivotal members of this team Keenan Allen obviously one of the best wide receivers in the NFL so it is very good to, to hear that his injury is not serious actually none of these injuries are serious so that is all great news he said on Nchenenuosu was just cramping and that's why he didn't finish the game. And also, it's because he had to play a ton of snaps because they just didn't have a lot of depth on special teams. So he was really out there on the field a lot. And, I mean, there's only so much that you can take. I mean, yes, these are these guys are all premier athletes, but I mean, that is a lot of responsibilities for Nchenenuosu. And then for Casey Haywards, he just said that he took a shot and he was a little beat up, and that was probably why they took him out. It was probably more precautionary. I mean, you'd rather lose Casey Hayward for a couple of quarters in a game then lose him permanently and you know thankfully you know this bye week is coming up and it might help the Chargers get some guys back off of IR there's a couple of guys that are going to be eligible that seems pretty likely that we will see them against the the Jaguars which include Melvin Ingram and Justin Jones. And then hopefully, Daniel, you can also see them get Trey Turner and Brian Bulaga back on that offensive line. We all know they desperately need the help.
1: Yeah, and both of those guys haven't been on injured reserve, but they almost might as well have been because they have barely played for the Chargers so far this season. And we know the Chargers were definitely relying on those two guys to be able to come in and actually stabilize an offensive line that has been bad. For a long time, and and Anthony Lynn also talked about just the state of the Chargers going into their bye week, saying that Limbaugh Joseph gave a speech to this team, and that no one in that locker room is panicking right now. But we also got to hear from star defensive end Joey Bosa, who opened up a little bit about his contract and his injuries that he's dealt with this season. And when asked about his contract, he basically just said that he doesn't want to let people down. And I think a lot of big athletes who get paid big contracts can really relate to that just because When you get that kind of money, you never want it to be considered a bust after that or a guy that just sat on his paycheck and didn't go out there and try to perform anymore. And I think we've all seen that Joey Bosa is the least likely guy to do that, especially, David, just this week going into this game against the New Orleans Saints with not one, not two, but three injuries. He was dealing with a knee injury, an ankle injury, and a triceps injury. And he did open up a little bit about how happy he was that this bye week is coming when it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any way that anybody can question Joey Bosa's toughness. And somebody asked Anthony Lynn about Joey Bosa and, on if he felt like Joey had changed at all after getting the big contract, and Anthony Lynn basically said no. I don't think he's changed at all. Joey Bosa is Joey Bosa. He's going to come up, show up to the office and work extremely hard every single day, and he's going to give you every single thing that he's got. And that's consistent from what we've seen as well. I mean, Dealing with three injuries at one time is absolutely insane. Uh, And I think it just shows Joey Bosa's dedication to his teammates and going out there and trying to give everything he can for his team. But he said, hey, you know, selfishly, I I am happy that we have the bye right now. He says, I need it right now, dealing with the triceps, ankle, and knee injuries. Uh, And he said, basically, for week five, I'm definitely pretty beaten up. Also, one thing I thought that was pretty telling, Daniel, is that Um, you know, on the realities of being an NFL player, he says, I don't think I'll ever quite be a hundred percent again in my life. I mean, I think that's a pretty tough statement to hear, but also I think it's realistic. And, you know, got to remember, if you think about Andrew Luck the guy retired because he couldn't handle the abuse and the constant rehabilitation that it takes to be an NFL player. Joey Bosa is saying, hey, I understand it. I know that's going to happen. I love the game, and I'm going to go out there and give it all I got. We all know Joey Bosa needs this time off, and we need a healthy Joey Bosa going down the stretch.
1: Yeah, the Chargers absolutely need him. He is necessary for them to have even a good defense, especially with all of the guys that they have been missing. And he also talked a little bit about how having his parents home has been nice for him because his brother Nick Bosa is out with a season-ending injury. So all four of them are together now at the Joey Bosa house. And he said it's been a lot cleaner and it's been really nice because the food just keeps on coming. I think we can all relate to that a little bit. But yeah, I do think it's 100% honest. Of him because a lot of these guys, I mean, they're not going to feel the full extent of these injuries till much farther down the road, which is why during the collectively bargained agreement that they were having a lot of issues with in the off season, such a big part of it is just health care forever for these players because of all the things that is going to happen to them in their later ages. But you have to give credit to Joey Bosa too because not only was he fighting through injuries and on a snap count, but according to PFF, in his 24 pass rushing snaps. He was still able to generate five pressures, which just is a ridiculous rate, doing it at over a 25% rate. So even in a limited, Joey Bosa is a lot better than many players in the NFL at that position. But we do have two more segments to get into because we're going to be getting into some voicemails coming up right after this. But first, thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how much you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. This episode is also brought to you by Built Go from the people who brought you Built Bar. And what this is for is to help you get through that wall at the end of the day. Whenever you're finding that wall trying to go to work, when you get off of work or whatever, Built Go is the energy supplement that is good for you and will help you power through. They're easy to take in a one and a half ounce package. You can put them in your briefcase. You can put them in your golf bag. You can even put them in your pocket. And it's like a five hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. There's three delicious flavors right now. You have peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. And Built Go combines energy gel with a collagen protein. And the collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. And BuiltGo Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite your work. Right now, we have a special offer for our listeners. If you guys visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED, all caps, one word, for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, well, it's time to get into some voicemails, and I think we had 16 new voicemails after this last game. So, obviously,
2: many People, of you guys are pretty incredible. upset.
1: Wow. That is. It is really cool. I mean, it's pretty special to have you guys want to even get on this show and also just the fact that you guys always bring it. And give us ways to, you know, find different ways to talk about the same game. And if you guys want to get in on the next show that we do voicemails, we'll probably do some on Monday because we're not going to be able to get into all of them today. The number is 323-524-7924 for the Locked On Chargers voicemail. We tried to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show, but we have some game reactions from a lot of these guys right here. And we're going to first get into Curtis Aloki, who definitely is one of our most consistent callers. So... He called once during the game, actually right after Michael Badgley missed his kick, but he wanted to call back one more time after he calmed down. So let's hear what he asked for us this week. Hey guys, it's
3: Curtis I uh, Just calling back. I uh, needed, to, needed to take a breath and calm down, man. That was rough. Once again, another game that a lot of us, at least anyway, didn't think we were going to even really be in long term, at least until the Michael Thomas news. And here we are, and it looks like we're going to win, and we lose another close one. Um, you know, there's a lot of fans that are adjusting, you Keenan know, head, and all these things. I, I'm not one of those people personally. Um, you know, you can't really control injuries, and and I understand that every team gets injured. But geez, man, God, if we if we don't lose Keenan Allen in that same game, you know, if we don't lose Casey Hayward in that same game. You know, I mean, who knows? You know, it's just very unfortunate. We keep running into the same issues. And with all the injuries, you know, actually makes the kick, we're good. Um But I also wanted to ask you guys to spotlight one player in particular, and that's Kenneth Murray. You know, he made some – he made, I want to say, two plays, you know, one catch in the flats. He made a tackle, and he had a nice third and one stop. Other than that, man, this game and other games I've noticed, his eyes are extremely terrible, and he is a poor coverage linebacker. Um, I understand he's a rookie, you know, didn't have an opportunity for training camp, but, you know, do you think maybe something needs to change in terms of maybe taking him off the field for certain scenarios or getting Denzel out? I'm not saying Denzel is much better, but, man, Kenneth Murray is becoming a real issue in coverage. So, all right, just uh wanted to give my little two cents. Go both. Look forward to the show. So I definitely understand what
1: you're saying about Anthony Lynn. I mean, it's so hard to really just point out specific things about what part of this Anthony Lynn has to do with the play calling and everything else. Obviously, time management and stuff like that, that directly goes on to him. And indirectly, some of the issues with the team of just not being able to have guys in the right position or potentially not playing the best players, which we've seen in years past. It's hard to say that this year because it seems like everybody we know of is getting time on the field right now, but there's definitely so many injuries, and you're right. I mean, if you have Keenan Allen and Casey Hayward and Uchenan Nwosu, maybe that game plays out differently, but let's focus on the Kenneth Murray part of this. Yes, he did make a couple of plays. Yes, he does have bad eyes at times, and I think you saw that a lot with Taysom Hill on his touchdown run. He got tricked by the guy going across the formation, followed him, and then Taysom Hill walks right into the end zone, but... I think I've actually seen some improvements from Kenneth Murray in coverage. Denzel Perryman has actually been pretty decent in coverage so far this year, and that's a a big surprise, and he wasn't on the field a whole lot last week. But for me, I'm willing to live with those mistakes. I don't think that that's the reason the Chargers are giving up five touchdowns To Tom Brady, and I think with his athleticism, with his ability to just make plays in the backfield and be able to cover the whole field, I think that's why he's out there, and you just don't have a replacement for that skill set, David, but I definitely understand being frustrated with a rookie linebacker, because as I've been telling you guys all year, whether it's Brokawne Smith, whether it's Devin Bush or Devin White, all of these guys have struggled coming into the league, I mean, Rashawn Evans is another one, it takes time for linebackers you have to kind of live with some of those rookie mistakes.
2: Yeah, I mean, you got to give him some time. And also with Kenneth Murray, we knew that this was going to be something going into the season that he he was going to have to work on. We knew in the draft process when we looked at Kenneth Murray after the Chargers took him, that coverage was the biggest improvement in his game that he could could do, that he could get done. We all knew that he is a special sideline-to-sideline linebacker with a lot of speed. There's not a lot of other type of players like that on the Chargers roster so you got to deal with it you got to give him some time let him learn he's going to get better he has all the skill set he has the physical stature the size the speed that you want at linebacker like like Daniel said you're going to have to live with some mistakes but he has the ability to make some special plays
1: and I think you will get better too and I think right now if you're looking at if there was a season you'd want to kind of Just let him go out there and make those mistakes. I think it would be this year. But let's get into the next caller. This one is Kenny from San Diego, a first-time caller. We tried to get as many first-time callers on the show today as we can. So let's hear what Kenny has for us.
0: Hey, y'all. I'm Kenny from uh, San Diego. First-time caller. Uh, I've been listening for about, I don't know, like nine months now. And first time uh, making the call. But just got done watching this darn game. Man. It seems like every single week it's the same, same thing, just a little tweaks on the script. And again, we end in heartbreak. But You know, I'm always an optimist. I think, um, there's a lot to look about this, um, this game here and good, good to look at it, I guess. But, um, one thing I, I keep thinking about what, uh, Justin Herbert said a couple weeks back when he said, um, what a great way to go 99 yards for the win. And I feel like that's, that's kind of like, what you can hope for the, the rest of the season. Uh, what a good way to go 12-0 and 0 and, you know, somehow make the playoffs. And we all know that might not happen, but I guess we could be optimists. Um, but I just want to, you know, want to hear your thoughts on, uh, what do you think, um, the rest of the season could look like? Do you think it'll look the same? You know, winning these short, or losing these, um, close, close games, or, uh, do you think we'll figure out a way to turn it around after the bye week? Let me know. Talk to you guys soon.
1: Well, I mean, I think we've heard that from basically every Chargers fan, which is just they're finding new ways to lose, or it just seems like the same thing happens every single week with just a little tweak here or there. But I do agree with having that mentality and just following in Justin Herbert's lead. You know, the Chargers get down, they have to go a 99 yard drive to get a touchdown to win the game. There's no chance to tie in. What he's thinking in that moment is, hey, it'd be pretty damn cool to go and get a 99-yard touchdown and win this game. But for me, David, when we're talking about these close games, obviously the execution has to be better. And other teams are letting the Chargers make mistakes. I mean, any of those teams, Drew Brees could have thrown an interception. Obviously, the Chargers defense wasn't great. But even before that, like Tom Brady and the Buccaneers could have not come through late in the game. But it's the Chargers not coming through. And I think... When you're looking at the mentality part of it, especially when you're looking back at like 2018, when the close games were, you know, going in the Chargers' favor, I think it's a, a snowball effect. I think when these are happening like this, you kind of can get in your own head and you think you're gonna lose the game before you actually lose it, which definitely can impact your effect on the field. But at the same time, if you start to win those games, if you can close out a couple of close games, I think that can be a snowball too. And that can turn into your players having more confidence in those situations that they're going to find a way to get it done.
2: Well, and also, I think this break right here is going to be a good thing more than just for the injuries. I think this is a time for the players to kind of disconnect and kind of get out of the that losing mentality and that just that pattern, that this vicious circle that they've been living in the last couple of weeks with these hor- horrible, horrendous losses that have been really painful. I think it's time to, you know, take some time to, you know, reflect on the first six game, five games of the season and then you know, go forward and have a new mentality and go out there and try to execute better. I mean, Joey Bosa said, Hey, it's about execution. I mean, obviously we all know that, but I think this is going to be valuable time for them just to go back in with a fresh mindset and go try to win some ball games.
1: Yeah, exactly. I would agree with that. I mean, I think it will switch. And usually, I mean, from team to team in the NFL, it's something that usually regresses back to the mean. If you have a bad season one year, Usually the next season it comes back to earth a little bit and it's not quite so bad or it's not quite so good in certain situations. But let's get to Alex from Arizona who has a similar question and we'll stick on this topic. Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, Alex
4: from Peoria, Arizona. Just got done watching the Monday night football meltdown, as I like to call it. Um, One thing I want to point out we got a winner. Justin Herbert is an absolute stud. He's playing behind a fricking duct tape offensive line questionable play calling. And this kid week in week out makes wow plays that you just don't see around the NFL. Um, so I just want to commend the the Chargers and Telesco at least at drafting him. Um, you know, he has the it factor for sure. So I feel good about that. But, you know, moving forward, it, it's, it's groundhogs day, man. It, it, every time we get up, the game feels good. We're doing everything right. Then Gus Bradley's soft defense comes out with the last two minutes. They score. And then the second half, you know, we gave a little bit of a fight, but it, it just looks like everything happens the same way every single time. And I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words. Like, what are we supposed to do? I mean, you know, you got a rookie quarterback out there. Keenan Allen went out of the game. You don't have Austin Eckler. Chris Harris is out. Melvin Ingram's out. I mean, you could name – I think there's 11 out of 22 starters out, and this kid is giving us a chance to win. At what point do we start looking at our coaching staff and and trying to figure out what do we got to do to switch the culture? Um, you know, you look back to 2018 season, there was just kind of a different swag and culture about that team to where at the end of the game you kind of had that feeling it was good, and we were going to find a way to, uh, to win. Now we're right back to the old ways and no matter what we do, we have a 17 point lead again and we find a way to lose. What is it going to take for this team to just finally turn around, snap this and start winning some damn games? Because Herbert deserves it, man. This kid is balling. I'm super excited about this kid. Um, love you guys. The show I listen to it every day. Bolt up.
1: So like we said before, I mean, in 2018, I think they had only lost one close game that season. I think they were like 9-1 and one or something like that that year. They also, I don't think, lost a away game outside of Los Angeles in the regular season. The only one was to the Rams when it was technically a Rams home game, but... I think it is going to turn around for this team at some point, especially with the players they have, but I don't think you can really take away from the injuries that they had. 11 out of 22 starters, as you said, it might even be more than that. I'd have to count it. It goes past both my hands, so I'd have to start using feet on this one because so many players for the Chargers are banged up and we're out. I mean, even last game, you already down so many guys, and now you lose three more starters, bona fide starters, in the middle of the game, but... Any coaching staff is going to have issues trying to win games with these kind of players. It is up to the coaches to put players in the right position every week, but for the Chargers, I mean, losing that many starters, it's impossible to think that it's not going to have an effect on the on-field product.
2: Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, for anybody who doesn't think that losing your one of the best pass rushers in the league in Melvin Ingram and one of the better corners in the league in Chris Harris Jr. and one of the best running back, one of the best dual threat running backs in the league in Austin Eckler is not going to have an effect on your team. They're or absolutely, Derwin James. Or for Derwin James, safety, one of the best safeties, one of the best players in the NFL, period. I mean, come on. Of course that's going to have an, a monumental effect on the product. I mean, these guys are second, third, fourth string String guys for a reason because they're not as good as the guys that are in front of them. So, hopefully, as the Chargers get healthier and they get you know some key guys back, they're definitely going to be able to go out there and play much better. I mean, hey, two starters on the right side of your offensive line have missed pretty much every game this season, have played very, very little, and that has played a monumental part in how this offense has ran and just how this team has run in general. I mean, these injuries have been terrible. And yeah, hey, you can't make an excuse cuz every team is dealing with injuries, but you can't make an excuse, but you also can't not recognize the 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 magnitude of these injuries. Or
1: the fact that the Chargers basically should have won these games even given these injuries. I mean, this team is actually probably overachieving as far as what they've been able to do on the field considering that Justin Herbert, you know, is missing one of his top receivers every single week. His best pass catching running back every single week for the last couple of weeks. So it is hard, but I do think when you're in those situations, though, it really magnifies coaching mistakes, whether it's time management or adjustments, especially coming out of halftime and giving up points, coming out of halftime and not being able to go score points. We heard Anthony Lynn say today that Shane Sykin is the only person calling plays. He does not have a hand in it. I mean... All that conservative stuff. I mean, you have to look at Shane Steichen as well, but you also have to take into account how much good Shane Steichen has done for Justin Herbert as well. But we do have one more voicemail. I want to get in on this part of Vince from Temecula. It's he already asked for us.
5: What's up, guys? This is Vince from Temecula, California. Been a long time listener. The first time I've ever called in. And just driving home after that really disappointing loss to the Saints in overtime. And all I gotta say is Justin Herbert deserves it better. Thanks.
1: Well, David, short and sweet, he thinks that Justin Herbert deserves better. And I think for a rookie, obviously, you would like to have more ideal circumstances than
2: this. Of course you would. And I mean, your heart's got to hurt for Justin Herbert, but... I mean, he's not the only guy on the football team. He doesn't win or lose games by himself. He can only do everything he can to put his team in the best position to win games, and I feel like Justin Herbert, for the most part, has done that. We've seen a couple of bad interceptions that have led to the end of games, but he's also done everything he possibly could to put his team in position to win games. We've seen that, and I think we're going to continue to see that. We definitely have something special in Justin Herbert.
1: Yeah, and I think more and more people are coming to that realization, except for pro football focus, they're a little bit behind, but I mean, of course he deserves better. If you're going into a situation where you have the future of your franchise, potentially you want to go on that with a full, healthy complement of offense, you want to go into that with a very healthy and competent offensive line, which hasn't been the case at least over the last few weeks for the Chargers after really playing better than they actually were for a couple of weeks, but the Chargers probably should have done better, but obviously if you have some of those other guys, it looks a lot different. But I do think that is part of the reason that you're seeing the Chargers run unsuccessfully. I mean, 20 first down runs for 18 yards or whatever it was you said, David. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous there. And I think a lot of that is just, if we drop him straight back, potentially he could just get absolutely hammered. And he did get hammered a lot in that game. So I do think that was part of it. But He did get hammered
2: a lot, yeah. but... but. One really awesome stat here, Daniel, I have to give because I feel like it's appropriate. Justin Herbert has 482 passing yards when when pressured, which is tied for second most among all NFL QBs. So they're bringing the house coming after Justin, and he is performing.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is definitely a pretty good stat. But at the same time, it's like you're going to have a lot more opportunities to throw for a lot more yards and put up that stat specifically, if you're under pressure more than other quarterbacks. No question. (laughs) It's hard to feel really good about that, just because it means that your young quarterback is under a lot of pressure. And even if they can't really protect him now, it's too late to sit him for his own safety. I mean, that boat has already sailed. But we do have one more segment to get into, because we have a few more voicemails we want to talk about coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that if you're looking for any kind of auto part, there's only one place to go, and that is rockauto.com they have the best selection and the best prices you're going to you're going to get and with the ever increasing number of makes and models it's now impossible to start stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront why endure the often seemingly pointless and intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer when you can do it from the privacy and comfort of your own home and even better than that you can get it shipped directly to your door and other places just aren't able to compete with rockauto.com's prices because for them whether you're a mechanic or just a daily driver you are going to get the same price and they have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door all you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the payouts Parts available for your car or truck, and right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right. Well, we have a few more voicemails to get into, and I definitely just want to thank everybody again for calling into the show and giving us something to talk about today. And this time, we're going to Alex from Northwestern PA. Let's hear what he has for us this week. What's going on, guys? Alex from
5: Northwest PA calling in again. My second time calling in. Uh I had to recall in because I just I lost my train of thought because I had no words. This is just getting too hard to watch and this is just mentally tolling. I mean looking ahead to the rest of the season it's not too bright either. I'm predicting we get a Jets win, a Jaguars win, maybe split with the Raiders and the Broncos. So what now we're gonna sit at a five and eleven season if we're lucky. I mean this is just absolute disaster. Something has to be done here. Some changes need to be made. Someone needs to be held accountable for this loss. And I'm getting real tired of hearing about this uh, elite Gus Bradley defense that just loves to give up massive yards down the field. Especially in these clutch moments like at the end of the second half when they just march down the field and at the end of the game and overtime. It's, it's This defensive scheme is not elite, but our defensive players are elite, especially when they're healthy. And then I'm glad it was also addressed, and uh, David said it, I believe. But Money Badger? No. No, not not anymore. I mean, first of all, where did that name even come from? I I don't remember a single moment in my life watching Badgley line up for a kick and saying, yeah, that's Money. He's not going to miss this. I mean – I I get it. The missed PAT is going to happen. It's been happening to a lot of kickers this year. I mean, even Harrison Butker just missed one in the Chiefs game. But uh, your nickname is Money Badger, and then you go out and doink one off the field and post. It was just atrocious, just atrocious. And I'm just praying that we can get some guys back after this, you know, bye week that we have now. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise, but some changes need to happen. So hold up, baby. Let's try to get through this.
1: Well, Alex, I definitely understand having to call in twice just because it is hard to put your thoughts together after you watch a game like that, and I do think that it was appropriate for Michael Badgley to lose that Money Badger nickname. We already did talk about that a little bit, and I think everyone is tired of Gus Bradley's defense getting beat for huge games like what happened to the Chargers last week, but Yes, people miss a lot of PATs. Yes, people miss a lot of clutch moments at the end of games. I mean, that definitely happens all the time. But there was times when he was hitting those kicks that got him that nickname to begin with. I mean, the one that sticks out to me is the game against the Steelers where the Steelers went offsides three straight times to where the referees almost had to call the game because of it because they just kept going offsides over and over and over again trying to block the kick and make the referees call it. Every time he had ice in his veins, he ended up making the kick multiple times. I think that's where it started. And I think the other thing is, David, is the kicking situation was so bad before Michael Badger got here. And he was so good in his first season with the Chargers that, I mean, we all wanted to believe that he was going to be the answer for the next 10 years.
2: Absolutely, and just because I revoked the nickname of the Money Badger does not mean that he can't earn that nickname back. And he can, you know? he just got to go out there and make those game-winning kicks like he is supposed to. I'm sorry, but if you have a 50-yard field goal in the NFL, you should be able to make that. If we're talking 53-54, got it. It's more of a 50-50 situation, but 50 51 that should go in more times than not. So that one that one hurt. It was the first time you missed a PAT, but it loomed large in this game. It could have been the difference. We don't know. Obviously, you never know what happens in that situation. But you miss a game-winning field goal, and, and that one just stings. It hurts. But, hey, go out there and, and make a couple of game winners, and you have the Money Badger nickname right back.
1: I think and the biggest thing is, I mean, I think we'd have to see a lot more missed kicks before this team decides to go into the kicking market again. But since he came back last year after his injury, that was going to be a couple weeks and ended up keeping him out half of the season. I think that, you know, he's going to be here probably for the rest of the year, as long as he does decent, he'll have plenty of time to make up for it. But he definitely has a magnifying glass on him now because he specifically lost the chargers a game. It wasn't all his fault. You shouldn't leave it up to the kicker, but when you have the win or loss on your right foot, you better come through because that's not something the coaches want to see But we have another caller here. Let's get into Joey and BK. See what he has for us this week.
6: Hey, it's Joey and BK. Um, One comment on the coaching. um, Basically, I know the players play and they're there to execute, but the coaches are there to put the players in the best uh, scheme and or position to succeed. And basically, we'd be getting blown out these past couple games if it weren't for Herbert's heroics behind uh, a somewhat questionable line, you know, at times. Uh, without his deep ball, we'd probably be, get, be getting blown out. Um, basically, like Lynn and, and his staff, like their lack of adjustments after the half and their stubbornness as far as, you know, that time of possession ball and playing really conservative, um, do y'all think, you know, that that might have them in the hot seat? And a, a somewhat secondary question, I know this is not a Colts pod, but um, I've been rooting, you know, for P. Rivs, love them. Um, been watching a couple Colts games. Um, I'm seeing a lot of the same – back-breaking picks and questionable reads that has been costing them, you know, um, games at times or at least making things hard. So uh, I'm pretty happy, you know, with Herbert's performance and glad we have our Q V one of the future. Just wondering if you guys have been keeping eye on, on Ribs and, and possibly if, if if you know, maybe we kept him too long. You know, maybe he's been on the decline for a while, but we were just, you know, so in love with him. Um, you know, he's, he'll always be a charger in my heart. Um, thanks for the pod. Love everything you guys are doing go
1: bold. Yeah, I mean, we talk about this all the time, David. I mean, you always want to put your players in the best position to succeed. I mean, broken coverages are something that definitely relate to coaching as well. I mean, if you have these guys coached up, if they're feeling comfortable in your system, you shouldn't be having miscommunication on the back end like we've seen the last couple of weeks that has led to at least three or four pretty easy touchdowns from the other team. And there's a lot of reasons that go into that, but I do want to focus on the Philip Rivers part of this because We have covered the Chargers for basically six seasons now. So five of those years were with Phillip Rivers as the Chargers quarterback. And obviously there was many times that we wanted to defend him just because he was the guy for the Chargers for so long. And there was so much other things that went into it. And I think you see that with Justin Herbert this year. I mean, he's not throwing it as recklessly as Phillip Rivers was. And they're still losing games because of a ton of reasons. But I definitely have to feel bad because I have watched some of those games. I've seen the bad decisions. I've seen the bad reads by Phillip Rivers and the bad throw. So it sucks to see that, David, because I was definitely hoping that he could go there and it would have been more of a Chargers thing like, oh, well, he just got away from the Chargers and he started playing better. But even with a better offensive line that's been banged up and he was under a ton of pressure last week for sure. I mean, it's hard to watch him out there doing those same
2: things. And then even having that press conference where he storms off. Yeah. That, that, press conference was so atypical of Philip Rivers I don't think I've ever seen him do that before and I've watched Philip Rivers since he came into the league okay I've been a Charger fan you know 20 plus years okay so that's the first time I've seen that 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 was difficult and to the question of are we still watching of course I mean yes I check in on Philip Rivers to see how he's doing I mean how could I not I mean he was the Chargers quarterback for you know 15 years. I mean, it's hard to let that go, but it sucks. It sucks to see him not perform well, and and it's hard not to come to the conclusion that, you know, the Chargers probably made the right decision of parting ways with Philip, and, and unfortunately, Phillip seems like he's on the decline, and I, I hate to have to say that, and I hope he proves me wrong, but right now, I mean, it's kind of clear, and, you know, it sucks to see that. You, you hate to see somebody go out like that.
1: And it, does, it is nice to, you know, have your own team and have Justin Herbert going out there and doing things so well, but you still don't want to see that from Phillip Rivers. And to the question of whether they hung on too long, they probably did by a season or two, but at the same time, I mean, he was their quarterback in 2018 when they went 12 and four, you definitely thought he could at least recreate some of that last season. And for a guy that, you know, is your most notable franchise player of all time quarterback wise. I think you kind of have to let it ride out and let him ride into the sunset when he wants to. And he seemed like he wanted to leave and they let him leave. But you know what this coaching staff wanted out of its quarterback boy. And it definitely wasn't Philip Rivers, but they kind of let him do that on his own terms, in my opinion. But we have one more call to get into. I know we're going a little bit long, but we still have first time caller, Mike. Let's hear what he has for us.
7: Hey guys, how's it going? Um, my name's Mike. I'm a first time caller, long time listener. And, um, you know, I recently uh been hearing a lot of negativity towards the coaching staff and the team about all losses, which is rightfully so, but there is one positive note that I think we should start talking about, and it's all the... Uh, Shane Seiken is working with Herbert to distribute the ball to more playmakers. Uh In the past with Rivers and, and company, it seems like it was just very one-dimensional. Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and Mike Williams on the default, but now we're seeing players like Johnson and, and Guyton and, and you know, other uh, factors being part of the offensive plan, which is great. And hopefully once the team gets healthy and 2021-2022 hits, we'll have a lot more weapons and players at our disposal, and Hunt Herbert will feel a lot more comfortable in the pocket. So what do you think? Do you think this is a positive to look at, even though there's so many negatives Uh, especially with all the losses.
1: So I would say that, yes, there's a lot of coaching criticism that definitely is valid. And obviously for the running plays and the super obvious running plays, I mean, it's not just the first series of every drive starting with a run, but it's just seeing how bad the Chargers were on first down during that game was something that Shane Steichen has to get better at. But to your point, he has been spreading the ball around a lot more. I mean, he is just finding whoever is open, whether it's Tyron Johnson or Jalen Guyton. It's not always Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. He didn't, And Williams didn't even really have a big connection going into this week. So I know there is a lot of negatives, but I would say it is a positive that Justin Herbert has shown the ability so far to just survey the field. And if you're open, he's going to try to get you the ball.
2: Yeah, I mean, you you know that he has a good relationship with Keenan Allen. You know he feels good with Hunter Henry. You you now know that seems like he's got some chemistry with Mike Williams now and a little bit more trust there. But, you know, he's been distributing the ball to everybody. Tyron Johnson, Jalen Guyton, Donald Parham Jr., I mean – I think Justin Herbert is is just hey if you're open I'm gonna get you the football and you love to see that Uh, and also just shows some more depth. I mean we didn't know who was gonna step up as a wide receiver three or four and you know they're getting guys that we didn't expect involved and these guys are having success. So it's a credit to those guys for stepping up and a credit to Justin Herbert for just finding the open guy.
1: And I think even more positively, seeing him lose his favorite receiver, quote unquote, in Keenan Allen, and still being able to produce the best game, I mean, statistically touchdown-wise, that he's had so far this season. And obviously, there's a lot of negatives about the coaching and stuff, but the funny thing to me is how many people want to be super negative about the coaching while also not wanting to give credit to the coaching and give credit to the coaching that has led him to one of the most prolific starts to any rookie quarterback's career That we have ever seen. And I understand the conservative play calls in the second half. That stuff drives me absolutely batty too. But you have to be able to play both sides of it. And you have to also understand that if you do fire the coaching staff, Shane Lee's Pep Hamilton... Potentially leaves Anthony Lynn leaves and now you're doing what happened to Justin Herbert at Oregon where you're just getting a different coach in there every season. And I think we've seen with the really premier teams in the NFL, whether it's the Seahawks or the Patriots or the Chiefs. Obviously, those are a lot of great coaches but they're not changing things around all that often. Mike Tomlin is another guy. I mean, the teams that are always changing head coaches and always changing coaching staffs, it usually doesn't lead to a lot of success. So I understand the frustration, but I don't think anything's going to happen this year, at least in the middle of the season. And I would still say that everyone at this point is probably pretty safe. And I think a lot of that falls under the umbrella of injuries and trying to have a young quarterback. But if they can't develop Justin Herbert and he starts to falter a little bit i mean that's when seats start becoming hot when you have a new quarterback in the building with a lot tied into that investment but that is going to wrap things up for today's show we are going to be off tomorrow it is the bye week we are taking the day off but we will be back with you guys next week on monday if you want to get in we're probably going to do some voicemails the number is 323 524-7924, 524-7924, and we try to get every Chargers voicemail on the show, but we'll be back then to start getting into the Chargers next game against the Jaguars, hopefully getting Justin Herbert his first win, but until then, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page LockedOnChargers, as well as subscribing, rating, and reviewing wherever you get your podcast from. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or pretty much everywhere, iHeartRadio. Tune in, whatever it is, you can find us there, and it's the fastest way to get the show as well, and you can also find it on Facebook and Twitter, but we'll be back with you guys on Monday, enjoy the weekend, until then, take it easy and go Bolts.